I am the ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. I was a warrior. I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of a just God. But the war, years, and the killing wore down on my soul as the wind wears down stone into sand. It's Ravenloft this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo. Support the Dungeon Master's Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is with a small monthly donation so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us to upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to Anchor to the Dungeon Masters Dojo page and click the support button. And now, onto this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters, as well as experienced and new players alike. We hope to bring you the tools needed to not only be a great GM, but to help you develop as a player. I'm your host, Louis Aponte. Our stars of the show are Scott Labby and Bill Robotile. Let's enter the dojo and see what both Bill and Scott have in store for us today. Hey, Bill. Hey, Scott. What's up, Lou? It's been a rough start so far. It's been a rough start. <laughs> it's been bumpy. <laughs> really, really bumpy. Well, let, let's try to get out of it. Let's let's talk about Ravenloft. Yeah, Raven. Well, yeah, Ravenloft is just what we need to cheer us up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it just warms the cockles in my heart. So, like you a, think we'll be talking about Strahd as well? I think we might. We might touch on on Strahd. Uh, I know that you you have been very vocal about the injustice done to that iconic character in Fifth Edition. Shame on you! Shame on you, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, they they really um they watered them down quite a bit. Yeah, disappointed, very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I, I see house rules being kicked in really, really hard well, on that one. <laughs> there's a lot of house rules because I think the abjurer and the player, um, the monster man was actually spell wise stronger than Strahd. Yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah, they fell way back, fell back too hard on the fact that he's a vampire as opposed to you know giving him everything. He's he's the lord of the land. Yeah, he's supposed to be the the big bad. It's like and watering down a good scotch. It's almost criminal. No, it, it is. It criminal. is criminal. <laughs> it's not almost. It is. Well, let's jump into it. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, what is Ravenloft? Uh, it's not a world in the same manner that Faerun, Kryn, Oith, or Mistara is. It's what's called a demiplane. It's a pocket universe of sorts. It's a construct, and that means it did not come into being in the traditional sense that most worlds do, but rather was brought into being. By who or what is still a mystery. How these come to be is the subject of a lot of controversy and debate among sages and historians. So in this episode, we're not going to address such subject matter, for we are not certain ourselves. Ravenloft can be best described as a self-contained pocket dimension that hangs floating in the ethereal plane. It's divided into independent locations within the demiplane that are referred to as domains. 
Each domain is ruled by a domain lord and is subject to the whims and the dark powers that rule them. Not unlike true planes, Ravenloft has set sets of rules and laws much like our world has laws of physics. These laws, so to speak, are often far different than the laws that we're used to on our home plane. Magic does not always function as we expect. Traveling to Ravenloft mostly occurs accidentally. For very few individuals willingly travel to such a place. Travel occurs much in the same way that a trapdoor spider or Venus flytrap finds their meals. Individuals unwittingly pass by the trapdoor or rest within the maw of the Venus flytrap, accidentally ending up a meal. There are portals, most of which are one way, that lead to the demiplane. Finding a way out is far more difficult. The unwary are sometimes drawn in by the mists, a sinister fog that surrounds the demiplane. The mists appear to be a manifestation of the border of the ethereal plane. These mists surround the demiplane on all sides at all times. The mists never subside. There is no aura of magic that is radiated by these mists, nor do they reveal any alignment or indication of life beyond them or within. To the casual observer, they'd appear to be nothing more than a fog. These mists are anything but benign, for they are capable of reaching into other worlds, carrying unwilling individuals from their worlds into the demiplane. So powerful are these mists that it cannot only engulf an individual, but draw massive structures or even great swaths of land into the demiplane. There's no apparent cause to the mists, and many believe that they are simply the manifestation of the dark powers that rule the demiplane. There does not seem to be any reason why these mists would abduct an individual or individuals or transport structures or land. The truth behind the mists is certainly there, but may remain unknown for many, many years. While the mists are capable of traveling to many worlds, they are never encountered in the outer planes. No one is certain as to the reason why. Many think that they are capable of doing so, but for some reason, they do not. The mists are cool. They are. Um, more than once I wrapped an entire evening's adventure just dealing with the mists and had a few things lurking in there because you're dealing with a border ethereal. I mean, it's, it's part of the ethereal plane, but you're passing through the border ethereal. And there's things that live there, things that are trapped there, stuck there. So it's a fun way to play with your, your characters and warm them up to the, to the uh, particular quaintness of Ravenloft. And you build a lot of that horror-style suspense exactly. by, by having them, you know, you're, you're, it's not like being trapped in a cave. You know, you're not so much trapped within the confines of a wall, a floor, and ceilings, but you're, you're definitely trapped somewhere, and you don't know the way out, and you could get turned around, and you don't know what's, what's inside. And you could build a ton of, ton of suspense that way. Well, yeah, and the beauty is once they escape the mists, it's quite literally one of those out of the frying pan into the fires. Yeah, and whenever I deal with the mists of of Ravenloft, I always, you guys may be surprised to hear this, but I am a Star Trek fan. (gasps) Yeah. I gasp in astonishment. One of my favorite episodes was the Galileo 7, you know, where the big Sasquatches were throwing spears at, at everybody. But for the first, like, act of... The, the episode, all you saw was mist, but you heard stuff moving around inside of it. And that that's that old 
timey way of of building that 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 horror up suspense and yeah. what's what is it where where's it coming from the tension yeah 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 yep. and it's a big injustice to waste that absolutely you know it's it's such like I, said, I rolled I ran an entire week or two um just dealing with the mists and when they thought they got out I put them in a place that looked very very similar to where they left it wasn't but it looks similar enough where it took them a little while to figure out, wait a minute, this doesn't look familiar after all. And then fun things started happening. Well, yeah. fun for me. Or everything everything seems fine. Yeah. You know, finally we've made it out. You breathe that sigh of relief. Let's go find an inn or a tavern and get a good night's rest. And you just find out that the mists were were, were probably the, the better better place for you yeah. to be. <laughs> all right, let's go over the history of Ravenloft. It's a really... Neat history that kind of smacks of Vlad Tepish. When they did it, they did it right the first shot. And that doesn't happen a lot. A lot of times it's got to be polished over and and there's incarnations a couple times over. But I think they did a, a very, very good job at Ravenloft right out of the gates. I would be, uh, yeah, I would have to, I would have to agree with you on that. And I am partial to second edition and 2.5 though. I will, I will, uh, I will say that. I'll agree with you on that. And for, for this he, yeah, world. What they did this time, I think them. Um, they they yeah. watered it down quite a bit. It's too bad. Well, with the new release that's coming out of Strahd, the remake, it's actually even a little bit more watered down. Uh, well, you know what they did to it is it's 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 quite sad. It, it is. It reminded me a lot of those old. Uh, was it Universal that did the old black and white movies with Lon Chaney and, and oh um, yeah, um, uh, Peter Cushing and. Oh my brain, god! I'm brain. drawing. I'm yeah. drawing a blank on <laughs> that, that's on age Dracula. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's 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 Tibella Lugosi. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Yes, he's one it, of the greats. It um it reminded me a lot of those those movies that I used to sit with my grandfather mm-hmm. and watch. Oh, it just doesn't give off that awesome vibe that it used to. Agreed. So, let's delve into the history, shall we? Yeah, let's let's do that. The history of Ravenloft begins countless years in the distant past on a world whose name is not spoken. Many sages will tell you that the origin of this realm has been forgotten by all except one. Kingdoms of these realms are filled with people, landscapes, and structures not unlike those found on other worlds, yet they are quite different. Our story begins in a place called Barovia. In this land called Barovia, there lived a young prince named Strahd von Zerovich. Strahd's family ruled the land of Barovia, but were driven out by a conquering army that Strahd calls the Turgs. What their motivation was for the conquest of Barovia, we will perhaps never know. This is a secret that Strahd may never share. In the years that followed, young Strahd waged war upon the conquerors, eventually driving them out of his ancestral homeland. Strahd had a great castle built and named it Castle Ravenloft. He sent word to all of his scattered clan that their homeland had been freed and they could return home and once again be the rulers of Barovia. There he settled and soon fell in love with a beautiful young woman named Tatiana. His younger brother, Sergei, answered Strahd's call, came to live with him in the castle. Soon Tatiana fell in love with Sergei. The years of campaigning to regain his home left Strahd worn and weary, a shadow of his former self, almost unrecognizable. Sergei was very much so like the young Strahd and was amongst the most handsome of men in all of Barovia. So it was no wonder that Tatiana's heart 
became his. Soon the two announced their intent to be wed, angry that Tatiana did not feel the same way about him as she did about his younger brother, handsome brother. Strahd sought to regain his youth. In doing so, he made a pact with dark forces in exchange for undying youth. Strahd would kill Sergei, so it was that Strahd murdered his brother. Grief-stricken, Tatiana threw herself from the walls of Castle Raveloft. It was then that the mist took him, and he became Baron von Strahd von Zerovich, the first vampire. Shit went south quick. On wow. That one, huh? yeah. It's like yeah. a tragic love story uh, uh, gone wrong. Yeah, very, very, very Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. What what makes this such a, a cool story is that there's there's that that tragedy in there where you can you can kind of I being an older, more seasoned yet still <laughs> devastatingly handsome man. We tell you that all the time. I, I, That's know, why we do a podcast. Yeah. And not a, not a, YouTube, <laughs> not a YouTube show. show. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of you kind of get it, you know. It's like I've I've spent all this all this time, and you know, uh, bleeding and 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 killing and campaigning and sleeping on the ground so that I can I can get my homeland back and I build this epic castle and finally I can settle down and. Here's this here's this hottie that comes by and and who does she like? My asshole brother <laughs> that I invited to come and live in the damn castle I built. Yeah, it it kind of sucks. I mean the closest thing I have to a parallel is when I go to work all day and you know, you're lifting heavy boxes and I'm a butcher, man. I, I make little pieces out of big pieces. And, and you come home all tired and sore and wait, hoping my wife made me a wonderful warm dinner and I get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So that's what I got. I, you know, <laughs> I really like your wife. Though. <laughs> that's because oh, she just brought you a cupcake. I, I love her dearly and she's trying to sneak down here with cupcakes. <laughs> Thank you, darling. We appreciate the cupcakes. All right, so I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm on Team Strahd. You know, fuck you, Sergey. Yeah, uh, he deserves the hottie, not Sir. What did Sergey do? He just looked beautiful. Yeah, that's it. Sergey didn't. He he wasn't around. Nope. He didn't fight any campaigns. Apparently not. All right, so let's move on to the dark powers. Ravenloft is like a reflection in a funhouse mirror. It is imperfect and somewhat twisted copy of its counterpart on the prime material plane. All the domains contained therein are the same, twisted and imperfect copies of the originals. These domains are the reflection of the dark powers that maintain the demiplane. To the people of these realms, the dark powers are akin to the creature that lives under the bed. They believe it is present but does not occupy their every thought. Any misfortune, wickedness, or evil is attributed to these dark powers. To the influences of the mists, that lie beyond the realm. For those learned individuals that have studied the mists, they have arrived at some inconclusive opinions. These opinions of the mists are the source of debate in sagely corners. Still, a few things are agreed upon. Many a misfortune is blamed on the dark powers, but they do not lead people astray. There is no temptation, no reward that's offered for wicked deeds. For an individual to catch the attention of the dark powers... They must do something evil. There's no evidence to support that there are any pacts made with the dark powers, although 
There are numerous stories to the contrary, but it is commonly held that these are merely stories. Tales abound individuals who are able to speak with the dark powers, but these appear to be only tales as well. Why one cannot commune with these dark powers is uncertain. Perhaps it's impossible for the mortal mind to comprehend the dark powers, or maybe it's simply an unwillingness on their part to communicate. The true nature of the dark powers remains a mystery. Some will say that these dark powers are evil, and the evidence does support it, while others will insist that they are good, and likewise, the evidence does support it. Those on the side of good suggest that the dark powers are good because they have imprisoned wicked beings, plucking them from the prime material plane and imprisoning them where they can no longer cause harm on that plane. It is also believed that the dark powers are many, that the sources come not from one, but many different entities, while others will insist that there is, there is but one great ruler that presides over all of Ravenloft. Some will say that the dark powers do not exist at all, that they are merely a figment of one's imagination, a legend, a wives' tale, a manifestation of the darkest side of their imagination. The basis for this is that there is no physical proof that they exist. Some individuals have claimed that they have seen the dark powers, but there is nothing to substantiate these claims. Others will tell you that the dark powers are real and they do in fact exist. How else would Ravenloft have come to existence? Most scholars and experts believe the dark powers do in fact exist. So what do we know about the dark powers, Bill? Nothing. They're uh, there. Yeah, just... Um, they're dark. They're dark and they're... Powerful. Powerful. Uh, yeah, but so is the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. Santa Claus can get really dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we uh, that was a lot that we said to tell you, well, we're not sure. Yeah, uh, believe it if you want, uh, blame it if you want, um, follow it if you want. Um, but they ain't no proof. Dismiss it, but yeah, they, yeah. they, they ain't not nothing here. It, it's the age-long debate about whether or not Bigfoot is real. <laughs> Only it's the dark power. Always the dark power, and, you know, yeah. (laughs) So I hear tell that there's some domains within Ravenloft, and there's some dark lords that are presiding over these domains. Yeah, so within Ravenloft, there lies a multitude of domains. Many have much in common, such as the population being refugees and those trapped eternally to sit upon their throne, cursed forever. These are lands of superstition, distrust, and pitifully short lives for some. Despite all they have in common, there's a great diversity amongst the domains, for each is locked into different technological levels. The technology amongst the domains varies from Stone Age technology all the way to Renaissance-level technology, from stone knives and bearskins to gunpowder. Ruling these different domains are the domain lords. Many erroneously confuse the dark powers with the dark lords of the domains, but the two are very different. It should be noted that not all domain lords are created equal. They are, like other individuals, quite unique. These demi-lords rule over the pocket domains. The smallest of domains, these demi-lords are the least powerful of all the ruling entities within Ravenloft, though no less wicked than their more powerful counterparts. The term lord is used to describe any of the rulers of Ravenloft, but this term is not entirely correct. To be correctly applied, the term Lord is used to describe any of the rulers of the various islands of terror. They are more powerful than the demi-lords, but less powerful than the overlords. Occasionally, a group of islands will drift together and form what is called a cluster. 
The rulers of such clusters are called overlords. These individuals are amongst the most powerful of beings one may encounter while traveling through this demiplane. At the top of the hierarchy are the Dark Lords. These are the most powerful rulers in Ravenloft. They rule the domains at the core of the demiplane. Any adventure that features one of these beings will certainly be fatal. The most famous and well-recognized of all the Dark Lords is, of course, Strahd. But let's not forget Lord Soth. Honorable mention should go to that fellow. Absolutely. One thing that should be at the forefront of every Dungeon Master's mind is these Dark Lords are beyond redemption. They can't be saved. They will not turn to the side of good. For them, there is no happy ever after. So the Islands of Terror, you know, how about that for a cruise destination? I, I, I you know, I I've, I've been on an awful lot of cruises with Carnival. I think I may have been to one of those. I still pass. <laughs> but if you get the drink package, it is, it, it, it's, it's tolerable. Worth it. It's yeah. tolerable, yeah. Okay, yeah I, just, I, I can and there, and there is the buffet. So, so yeah, you, you can get along with it. The buffet alive? <laughs> <laughs> Some of it just... Pass along. You can take whatever you want. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things that Dungeon Masters really I can't emphasize this enough, but these these uh these Dark Lords, they are irredeemable, you know. So you may have some party members that want to go in and try save to save them. Strahd. <laughs> Don't let it happen. I think yeah. it I think if, and of course, you're the dungeon master, right? At your table, you could do whatever you want. So don't let me tell you otherwise. But in my opinion, and I don't know how you feel, Bill, or even you, Lewis, but I think I think it cheapens the story of of, of Strahd particularly. I was just about to say that's the same thing. You know, you can't really don't want to take that lore away from them. You know, you know, yeah, they're they're suffering for for a reason. They are dark lords, not gray lords, not yeah. kind of mediocre shadow lords. Uh, they are dark lords for a reason. There's there's a reason why they're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a reason why they're been bound to and are presiding over that particular domain because you think of all the wickedness that happens in you know whatever dungeons and dragons world you're playing in right you have uh you have all these inherently evil creatures and i know that's kind of like a touchy subject now but we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it anyway but you have you know vampires yeah you know the the vampires in D D they don't sparkle <laughs> no you know they're they're they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're evil they're 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 not nice so for for Strahd to be abruptly plucked out of the prime material plane and brought somewhere else, his his evil and his deeds must have must have really surpassed that of your average evil person, I guess. And you put on top of that, he is probably the darkest of the Dark Lords, the most powerful. Well, by second edition rules, yeah, he he is, you know, he's at the top of the the pyramid. There's not even a hint of redemption. And if you as Dungeon Master uh, do him justice, uh, the first person that tries will probably be immediately eviscerated, uh, brought back from the dead, uh, tormented, eviscerated again, brought back from the dead, and then quartered, and then fed to his companions. Well, I, I, I remember back in second edition, you, I can, well, let me start over. The, the edition that we have now, you can go into Ravenloft at first level and, you know, gain levels up in there. And second edition, <laughs> that wasn't even thought of. You yeah. weren't going in there at no first, second, third, or fifth no. level. It was going to be a quick evening at yeah. a gaming table yeah. if that was That was, that was definitely a one-shot. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one big difference. Right now, I think they have you just playing through the whole storyline, which is okay, but I still I couldn't 
when I heard one of my friends was running a, a campaign for some friends of mine, I was like, and you guys are starting at first level and you guys are going up against Strahd at, you know, 11th level. I was like, I didn't understand yeah. that. That shouldn't be like that. You know, Strahd at second, second edition was all powerful. You didn't really fuck with he's him. A, he's often. iconic. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, he's, he's Dracula. Yeah, he and that yeah, yeah that's yeah. precisely what he is yep. because his story parallels Vlad Tepish and he's the first vampire like I guess Dracula is supposed to be. Tell his story. I mean, that's a cool story, you know. So tell his story. The best but, you're going to do is inconvenience him and then run your ass away and hope you can get out before you die. Um, yeah, but you're not going to turn him. You're not going to kill him. You know, the best you're going to do is inconvenience him. Yeah. Well, now in fifth edition, I think you can do a little bit more than that. You can think you can take him out of the world for. A short period of time, but he comes back. Yeah. Well, like on furlough or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you take him to Walmart to get a new pair of underpants. You know, he's he's they're just he, trying he, him out. He, you know, he, yeah, you can. But he's got to wear that evil bracelet that yeah, chimes he, if he gets too far from Ravenloft. <laughs> oh Jesus! He's God. on like work release or something. Yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's not right. Yeah, no, that, you know, yeah. they they really watered it down. They made it for everybody. Is what they did. Not just the higher level characters, I would say. People who've been playing for a while. Yeah, some some things should be uh, for higher level characters. You know, you want that, you want that, um, they want that challenge. You know, you want to have those those big bads that you could throw against a, a party of seasoned adventurers, and there's still going to be that mortality. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still a risk that well, you may be dead, or or you know, if if you have someone in the party that Strahd finds attractive and desirable. You know, maybe someone that reminds him of this Tatiana person that that jumped off the castle. Maybe, well, well, this is uh, this is my chance for companionship. You know, I could, I could turn him. I could turn her. You know, it depends on how you strad. You know, which way you strad goes. Do that, but keep him terrible. Yeah. You know, he's keep him terrible. He killed his brother. I mean, granted, Sergey. You know, he deserved it. Yeah. Well, did he really? He was a dick. Did Tatiana really have an eye for for Strahd? We don't know that. I don't think so. We don't know. She had an eye for Sergey. If you're listening, Tatiana, call us. Let us know. Send us an email at the DungeonMastersDojo at gmail.com. Let us know the real story. If that doesn't work, I have a Ouija board. Yeah. Or or they can even, for any questions, they can come over to our anchor page and leave us a voicemail. They they could. (laughs) Please do that. Yes, that was a shameless plug. (laughs) Go for it. That's your job. And, you know, maybe I I don't like Sergey because – I don't know, he just reminds me, hearing the story, he reminds me of someone that would be on Jersey Shore. You know, Jim Jim Tan Laundry, here he comes, you know, with his with his hair all perfect and his fake tan. I, w- I wish I could say I'm following you, but I willingly never seen so much as a, a uh, episode, let alone a trailer for the Jersey Shore. I, and I'm proud of that fact. I watched one episode of Jersey Shore and, and I had changed to- your life. Yeah, they had to explain to me the uh, younger people I was watching that this was actually a TV show. I said, "What is what is going on here? Is this like are these like real people that that do this?" And and I guess I guess there was, just like I watched a, uh, I watched an episode of uh, Keeping Up with Kardashians because I thought it was a Star Trek thing. I had my glasses on, so I'm like, "Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I'll check that out." I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's Bruce Jenner. What the hell's he doing on Star Trek?" None of these, yeah, no. guest spot. You know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, the mist was coming for him. <laughs> so let's let's wrap this up before we get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> We're already How's in that? trouble. Yeah. 
Okay, anyone familiar with the Domains of Dread will know that we have merely scratched the surface. There is a rich and detailed lore associated with this campaign setting. But don't worry, the information is out there, and we encourage you to explore it. But if you do not want to, you haven't the time, we'll continue to do it for you. And that's this week's episode on Ravenloft and Strahd. Look for more new DM quick tips, our new segment, A Monster in Minutes, and the all-new mini-episodes for the month. Halloween is in October, and that means all our Dungeon Masters Dojo content in October is Halloween-themed. See you next week in the Dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.